you you had a grenade launcher in one hand and an m16 in the other and you had just ripped a dude's throat out with your bare hands classic mcgruber i have something to say it's better to burn out than to fade away I got a very positive attitude about this. Good, me too. Yeah. And now, your host for Not a Bomb podcast and the first annual Bombies, Mr. Brad Anderson and Mr. Troy Sauer. Welcome, everybody, to the first annual Bombies. Today, we're going to go back and look at all the movies that we talked about in 2021 and pick out the winners for a few special categories. That's right. It's award season, and Brad and myself just had to participate, but we wanted to do something a little bit different. Brad, I got to say, last year was a stellar year. I, I figure that between uh, The Beast, which was the first film we did in 2021, and the last film was MacGruber. We covered just about every genre that was out there. Is that fair to say? We, we did. We covered a lot. I was proud of us. Yeah, well, I was proud of our listeners because they gave us like seventy-five percent of our list. So thank <laughs> that's you, true. listeners. Yeah, I was going to say uh, that, that's that's probably a good comparison. Twenty-five percent of it we picked because we just wanted to revisit that film or talk about it. But you know, majority of the films that we talked about last year was driven by the audience writing in and telling us, hey, you guys should talk about this film. So everybody's doing award shows. Uh, the Academy Awards is right around the corner. Everybody's sharing their you know top lists of 2021. We thought it would be fun to take some categories and look back at all the movies we reviewed and see if we can figure out you know who was the best actor that we saw or who was the best actress and, and what was the worst film and maybe the best film. So we have a few categories, and the idea is... 
Brad sat down, made an entire list of nominations based on the categories we have. I did the same thing. We have not seen our list, right, Brad? Yeah, that is true. Um, I have five for each category. Was that correct? Yes, that's what I have as well. Uh, we're going to share our nominations, and then each of us are going to share our pick for that category. We'll see if we pick the same film. We haven't. Uh, we I, I feel like we've done a really good job of not giving each other hints, so that's good. And then if there is a disagreement, we're just going to have to duke it out until we can decide on a winner, right? Yeah, it, mom and dad might fight during this episode, and mom and dad might, uh, you know, be kissing under the mistletoe at, uh, like in the next category. So it'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Uh, absolutely. So we we wanted to do something special. Uh, mm -hmm. I I hope we can do this each and every year. I think it's a fun way to kind of take a look back, and and it's a nice little thank you for everybody who led us to these films because one of the categories we have on here is uh, first time watch. So our, our favorite first time watch. Now this would probably be the only category that we might have two winners because both you and I had different first time watches. Some were the same, but I would say a majority, we came to, to the films probably on our list at, at different times. Uh, should we go through the categories real, real quick, Brad? Do you want to list those? Sure. Yes. Um, we have best actress, best actor, best action scene slash sequence, um, worst film, favorite first time watch, and then the granddaddy of them all, best picture. And I also have one more for you. I have most popular episode. Oh, really? 2021. Yep. Okay. I'm excited. I, that's should, like, that's the, uh, that's the audience award. The audience award. All right. Well, are, are we ready to get started? Let's get started. All right. Well, <gasps> let's, let's go ahead and talk about best actress. So I feel like we watched a lot of movies last year with a lot of fantastic performances. And again, they were from all different types of films, different genres. Uh, Brad, will you present the nominations on your list for best actress? Yes. Brad Anderson's nominations for best actress in no particular order. We have Cassandra Peterson in uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Night. We have Kristen Wiig in MacGruber. We have Shawnee Smith in The Blob. We have Jennifer Aniston in Iron Giants. And then we have Kim Cattrall in Big Trouble in Little China. Holy cow. What a amazing list of actresses. Okay. I'm going to shock you with my list, Brad. So presenting the five nominees for Best Actress, we have Elizabeth Berkley, Showgirls. We have wow. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yes, okay. Yep. Scarlett Johansson, Under the Skin. Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Kristen Wiig, MacGruber, and Alicia Vikander for Tomb Raider. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I thought we'd have a little bit more crossover in this one, but uh, oh boy, Showgirls. First yep. category, Showgirls is in it. Um, Showgirls is in it. So uh, I am so happy to hear your list because I got to be honest, everything that you put out there, I, I would agree with 100%. They were the performances that really drove those films and were a ton of fun. Uh, I, I think this entire list is, is great in my opinion. Um, and, you know, before I justify some of my picks, 
I think we need to find out from your list of actresses, who would you give the best actress to? I was going to give my award to Shawnee Smith in The Blob. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You want to talk about that performance? Uh, I, I think the performance was a difficult one because at some point in time, she's not the main character. Do you think this other guy is going to be the main character? It shifts to her. Um, and then by the end of the movie, she kind of turns into this badass. And uh, she basically carries that film uh, because uh, Kevin Dillon has atrocious hair in that movie. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed revisiting The Blob this year and just realizing how good Shawnee Smith was in that movie. And, yeah, I literally think she carries that movie from minute one to minute 90. So give it to her. Wow. Okay. Well, out of my nominations, my award would go to Scarlett Johansson for Under the Skin. And I found this kind of ironic because in going back to the episode, I believe uh, out of the three of us, when we reviewed it, I was the one that said that film was a bomb. Yeah. And to be quite honest, it has stuck with me. That performance has stuck with me, um, especially based on the conversation and even talking in, about uh, Scarlett's performance once we finished the recording and getting a lot of feedback on it. And I think it was, it was a bold, it was a brave performance. And for me who really didn't like the movie as much the second time seeing it, the thing that kept me going through the entire thing was Scarlett Johansson. I think, uh, it's very hard to do a performance where you start as a blank slate and you start layering in emotions. Uh, and, and again, I don't think the film is at the level that you think it is, but I can't deny that Scarlett Johansson owns that film. Like the film lives or dies on her performance. And maybe it, you know, I, I maybe on a third viewing, I'd have a different view of it, especially listening to everybody's feedback about what is the movie trying to say, what's it doing. Uh, but you know, I, I really, really enjoyed. Now you laugh about Showgirls with Elizabeth Berkley. Um, the reason why I picked that one is I, if, if you had told me that we would have enjoyed Showgirls um, like a year from now, or much less that we were going to talk about it, I would have said you're crazy. And I can't tell if Elizabeth Berkley just gives one of the best performances <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Or it's absolutely horrible. I don't think yeah, it's that, absolutely that was horrible. My thing. I couldn't decide if it was a good performance <laughs> or bad. Yeah. Because it's it's a performance. Um, yeah. And I think it's funny that there are two people that showed up uh, on your list and my list, and they both come from the comedy genre. But Cassandra Peterson for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, again, I think it's a fantastic movie. It's also a fantastic performance. And Kristen Wiig and McGruber, um, she is the comedic highlight of that. I'm glad yeah, you picked I wouldn't that give too. it to. I wouldn't give it to Cassandra Peterson because that's what she does. Like that performance was good. Yeah. But Elvira is her essentially. Um, you know what, man? I will concede that it's hard to see anyone else um, playing um, that Scarlett Johansson role, and. I think that we should give it to her. You think so? 
I do. I do. Shawnee Smith is good in the blob. She's amazing. I um, And I feel, I feel bad because after you started talking about that and I remember us talking about the blob and she was the highlight. I, yeah. I knew that this was going to happen too. When we start sharing our list, I'm like, Oh man, why, why did I not pay attention to that one? But that's a great pick. Um, yeah, but under the skin probably doesn't work without uh, Scarlett Johansson. The blob remake might, someone else might be able to do that. Like I, it's hard for me to see someone else doing it, but it's not out of the realm. But seeing someone else do under the skin, it's almost impossible. And I think not being able to picture anyone doing that performance kind of tells you enough. Um, so I will concede this one to you. I will let's give it to Scarlett Johansson for under the skin. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Scarlett Johansson. You just won the first the annual Bommy. <laughs> For best Should we actress. send her something that says you want a bomby? Yes. See what happens. See if we don't go to federal prison. <laughs> we'll we'll have to send a big congratulatory uh, you know Instagram post or, or tweet or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brad, that's what a what a start. I think this is a magical night. Um, we're on to our next category, right? We are. This is now best actor. Holy cow! I actually have a feeling. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I think we're going to have uh, a lot of names on the same list for this one. But I'm curious, Brad. I am so excited to hear your nominations for Best Actor for the first annual Bombies. Yeah. So my my list goes for Best Actor goes Don Lee for The Outlaws, Kyle Mooney for Brigsby Bear, Dylan O'Brien for Love and Monsters, Kurt Russell for Big Trouble in Little China, and Will Forte for MacGruber. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. That That's, you're going to, you're going to flip your lid on this one. Are you ready? Okay. So nominations for best actor for the first annual bombings. I have Kurt Russell, Big Trouble in Little China. Mei Dong Sok, Don Lee for The Outlaws. Kyle Mooney in Brigsby Bear. Dylan O'Brien, Love and Monsters, and Nicolas Cage, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, do you want to know who my winner was? Four. Four. Four out of the, of the five. Good. That's We're sharing a brain. Okay. 80%. I, can't, I cannot wait to see who your winner is. So, Brad, who are you picking for best actor? My best actor for uh, 2021 is Kyle Mooney for Brigsby Bear. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, why, why out of all of the ones we listed that performance was something I will take with me to my grave. (laughs) It, uh, it was a once in a lifetime movie for me and it has only been reaffirmed because we've told so many people to watch it and all of them have always come back and said, that's one of the best movies I've seen. Um, and Kyle Mooney basically carries that movie on his back um, it's one of the best performances I've seen in a movie and I'm not being hyperbolic at all. Wow. Okay. Well, the winner on my side for best actor, I would give it to Dylan O'Brien for love and monsters. Now, everything you said about Brigsby bear and Kyle Mooney, I agree 100%, but I also remember saying those same things for love and monsters and I think of the two films that everybody uh, gave us feedback on, 
Love and Monsters and Brigsby Bear are the two that everybody said, man, that, that was an amazing surprise. Probably would not have watched it if you guys hadn't talked about it. And I think, you know, what's what's great about those two films is they succeed because of those two performances. And for me, Dylan, I, I remember saying this specifically that that now is an actor that the minute I see his name, I'm immediately interested in it. And I as as fun as that film is in terms of the monster effects and the story and everything else, the ability to go from comedy to drama and have it feel authentic and actually get invested into that sort of character's journey. I, I can't imagine anybody but Dylan O'Brien doing that. Now, I would also say the same thing about Kyle Mooney and Brigsby Bear. Yeah. This is I, I, to, be, to be perfectly honest with you, it was basically a coin flip for me between Dylan O'Brien and Kyle Mooney. Um, and it might be a little recency bias since I watched Brigsby Bear a little bit sooner. Um, that one has just stuck with me, man. And it has. Uh, <clears throat> I still think about Brigsby Bear pretty much every day, man. <laughs> it's hard. And his performance is just it, it, it gets to me. Um, I'm with you too. I, I'll, I'll say this. I I think it, it was a coin toss for me when I made this list out. It really came down to those two. I love mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. I, I I think it's a great performance. I think it's a little bit one note. Um, Don Lee is fantastic. I mean, nobody is cooler than Don Lee, and I think all of the films that we saw and there's real comedic timing in it. But I think Kyle Mooney and Dylan O'Brien both. I mean, like you said, it's a coin toss. It's um, it's down to those two, and and those are two of the the best films that we watched. Um, I'm I'm willing to concede and say I think Kyle Mooney should get it. I think um, you can't go wrong with either of them, but uh, Kyle Mooney is, as best actor. I I can live with that one. Okay, good. Awesome. And the award for best actor, the the bomby goes to Kyle Mooney for Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear. If you would have t- again, just like you said with Showgirls, is if you would have told me a year ago that Brigsby bear would have this effect on me and we would be praising Kyle Mooney. I would say, a, I don't know who that is and B, that movie sounds stupid, but here I am. So yeah, I, I would have, I, I would have been the same way. Like I, I think he's a guy on Saturday night live. That's all I know about Kyle Mooney. Now, um, Brigsby bear is, is definitely one of the, the best films I've seen probably in the last five to 10 years. I agree. Oh, easily. Yeah. And, and, and one of those movies that I will show people, um, when they come over and, and just say, Hey, do you want to watch something that'll make you feel <laughs> <laughs> awesome? Okay. What's the next category that we've got today? Uh, the next category is something near and dear to both of our hearts. It is best action scene slash sequence. What makes a good action scene, Brad? Um, so it's got to have some kinetic energy Okay. Um, for us. It's definitely got to be shot really well. Yes. Um, not all bonafide. Um, there has to be character development within that. And the, the sequence has to still tell a story. Um, and there has to be a lot of cool face kicking in it usually. So, uh, yeah, some of mine have a, have somewhat of a trend, but, uh, did uh I miss anything on? What no, I, I agree with that. It's, um, on, on top of the, not just the cinematography, but I also think it comes down to the editing. I think the editing is what brings the kinetic energy out of what's being filmed. Yeah. Not just quick cuts, but like naturally 
kinetic energy. Yeah. And the other thing that I think really has to sell the action is if you can get, um, I, I think you listed it as sort of telling a story with the action. I also like the action sequences that give you some piece of emotion uh, and, and you feel like something's on the line and you can feel the hits. There's something about a really good action sequence where something blows up uh, or somebody gets kicked in the face and you can tell you're entirely invested in that sequence if you you know, your butt moves in the seat a little bit and you wince and you're like, Oh, and you get that audible gasp to me, that's what makes a great action sequence. And I I can honestly say of all the movies that I picked from, uh, these made my butt move in my seat. So, and there's only one that really, you know, gave me that auditory gasp, but let's, let's hear your nominations for best action scene or sequence in a film from 2021 that we reviewed. Okay. Uh, the first one is a little uh, unorthodox here. It is the asylum scene from the Wolfman 2010. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my next one is the end factory fight in dragons forever. Okay. Uh, I have the train heist in solo, a star Wars story. Okay. I have the statue fight slash uh, in fight in big trouble in little China. And then I have the epic shootouts in heaven's gate. Wow. Okay. That is a great list. And I love this list because all of them are entirely unique. Okay. Yep. My nominations for best action scene or sequence from a film we reviewed in 2021 drive the hotel garage sequence. Okay. Dragons forever. Jackie Samo and Yoon, the end factory sequence. Heaven's gate, the final standoff against the hired gunman, the outlaws, the bathroom fight. And lastly, that was the one I, that was the one I cut. Yeah. The, the last one, mortal Kombat, Johnny cage versus scorpion. Okay. Okay. Uh, little, little bit of a variance on that list. Uh, I am a little bit, but we still had, I mean, a lot more to choose from and, uh, we still had some crossover. So yeah, I like, uh, I like, I can't believe I'm going to say this because this is so you, I like Jackie Chan winning this category for dragons forever. Is that, is that what you're picking? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, this is going to surprise you. Okay. My pick is going to go to Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, and Yun Biao as well yep. for Dragons Forever. Yep. I uh, When I was putting this list together, I just went ahead and I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and watch that again. And there's some falls in that, man, where you're like, I don't know how they pulled that off. Uh, the one where the guy hits his back literally on the concrete and you're just like, okay, that guy's paralyzed. Uh, going through the windows. Yes. There's just so much good stuff in that fight. Um, and it's long. And um, you got three of the guys in it that are just going nuts and they're switching from stairs to office space to down in the factory. And you got the guy, uh, the henchman guy as well. It's Benny it's the great Jenner, act- Yep. 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 You get, it's just a great action sequence. And uh, I think it would, it would not be us if we didn't give it to dragons forever, to be honest with you. No, I agree. hundred percent. I, that sequence has so much going for it. it has 
all these different styles. Uh, I, I think a lot of people talk about that fight between Benny Urquidez and Jackie Chan, and it's one of the best. I mean, it's the second mm-hmm. time they fought on screen. First one was Wheels on Meals. But I got to tell you what I love about that sequence is it really highlights Yun Biao and his athleticism because the way that he is moving on that catwalk and going in between, you know, the handrails and just taking folks out left and right. Uh, and, and there is a great, probably one of the best action sequence uh, shots we see where there's a pause in the action and you see Jackie, Sam and Young all line up with their faces in this one shot. It's just beautiful. So I think the pacing is fantastic. You feel every blow, you feel everything that's going on. It's exciting. I also think um, to this day, it's something uh, in terms of how it's filmed and what they're doing, we we just don't see. There's there's some comedy bits to it. And, and I don't know, I just, I can't think of another film outside of probably more Sammo Hung Yeon Biao and Jackie Chan films that even match it. I mean, you put those three in a film and and I think they're fantastic. I, I would even go so far to say as another sequence is when they're all kind of fighting each other in the parking lot for just a couple of minutes when they're, yep. I, I mean, it's, it's so original and it's so much fun. Agreed. Agreed. I'm glad this one won because it, it's a clear winner. I, I want to do shout out to the heaven's gate, uh, epic shootout though. Cause that was, um, a revelation for me for sure. Yeah. That last sequence, uh, I, I gotta be honest with you. It was probably the second or third film that immediately came to my head when we were talking about this. Um, and you know, I, I know it didn't make your list, but I am still totally fascinated with drive and that entire fight sequence in the hotel room when Mark Dacascus is pretty much bouncing off the walls and the beds and kicking people in their face. And then, you know, puts on some rubber boots to fight people with their cattle prods or whatnot. I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun, but I think it's a, it's a great comparison between that sequence and dragons forever. They're both shot. Great. They're edited. Great. But the personalities of Jackie Samuel young come through in their fighting versus it's hard when you have three of them against the Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's almost not fair. No, and Dacascus is good. They're, he's he's just no Samo, Jackie or Yoon. Um, this one, I've, I this next category, Brad. I'm really curious where we're going to land on this one. Uh, the whole idea of not a bomb was to champion some films that either bombed at the box office or the critics, you know, just didn't treat very nice on their initial review. And we had some recommendations and also some films that we wanted to go back and revisit. And uh, maybe the first time we saw them, we're like, well, I, I remember this kind of being a good film. But when we sat down to actually review them, we had some stinkers last year. We did. Not not everyone hits a thousand, Troy. Um, <laughs> as much as we. Uh, yeah. And, and you might think something is great. And of course, our opinions cross over quite a bit, but they also. Uh, you know, defer quite a bit to each other. So um, I will give you my five for the worst film of 2021. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. So in no particular order, we have supernova. We have Ishtar mortal Kombat annihilation memoirs of an invisible man and Blair, Witch. oh boy. Um, okay. Somebody's not going to be happy about, one of those films. 
sorry, Jose. Yeah, sorry, Jose. I still love you, but that's a bad movie. Well, once again, Brad, we have a lot of similarities within our nominations. So my five nominations for worst picture that we saw in 2021, I have Supernova. I have Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. I have Mortal Kombat, Annihilation. I have Ishtar. And I have Double Dragon. Oh, yes, Double <laughs> Dragon. I knew I'd forget one. And it's kind of funny. Um, of my list, two of them kind of came out of the same month. I, I got to tell you, out of all the themes that we did uh, last year, the video game theme was not my favorite because in my head, I'd always thought, no, this whole, you know, video games as a subgenre turned into a film. I, I guess in my head, I never really bought that they made so many stinkers. But after we got through that month, uh, I, I they made a lot of stinkers. I got it. They I made a lot honest. of stinkers. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Mortal Kombat Annihilation was this kind of a bonus one that we did. And I ended up being like, why, why did we do that? Why? Yeah, that was... That was a bad choice on our end. I mean, we could have just stuck with one, but we tried to throw some icing on the cake and the icing ended up being like five years expired. Yep. Um, but I believe there's a queer, a clear winner in this uh, category, Troy. Brad, I'm, I'm so excited to hear who you are picking for worst film that we reviewed in 2021. Who's your winner? I'm, I'm giving my, my winner quote unquote goes to Ishtar Troy. Wow. Well, Brad, the worst film that I saw that we talked about last year is also Ishtar. <laughs> that is a clear winner, in my opinion. Yep. There yep. is. When we were, when I was putting the list together, I was like, I literally don't have to do any more than one because I know Ishtar is going to be the worst film that we've done. It's clear. I mean, as bad as Supernova was, I'd watch Supernova so many more times than that's stupid ishtar can you think of a more painful viewing experience than ishtar and it still boggles my mind to this day that there are uh, filmmakers that i respect or actors and everything who defend that piece of garbage but i i can't remember a viewing experience as painful as ishtar that and to this day i i feel like i have ptsd for the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of that film when they're trying to write a song, it is oh God. it is quite possibly the the worst thing that um my senses have ever been exposed to. Yeah, the the girlfriend's leaving like 17 minutes into that movie. You're like, God, I wish I was one of them. Um yeah, it's it I was trying to think like if that's the most painful experience like watching a movie I've had not like out of like a grotesque sort of deal, just as like the quality of this movie is really bad. And it's hard for me because like, I don't like the transformers films, but at least there's stuff going on in there. Right. Uh, like angels and demons. I despise, but at least there's Tom Hanks and it's, uh, but no, I think this one is like, I, nothing in this movie worked for me except for the blind camel. And that was just too, too little, too late, but yeah, Charles Grodin gave me, uh, I guess a couple of chuckles in the blind camel is the highlight of the film, but it's one of those films that now when I see something that Warren Beatty or Dustin Hoffman are going to be involved in, 
I don't know if it's because of that PTSD that that set in, but I, I cringe a little bit when I see their names. Like I'm not excited for seeing them in films after Ishtar. Now, I, I still love a lot of their films they've done, but I, I don't know. There's something about that film that just, man, it it hurt me. It it hurt me bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, again, you have quality people surrounding that movie. Um, and I still, I, I hear people talk about, Hey, Ishtar's not that bad. And I'm, I, I am bewildered by the fact that that would be the movie you would go to bat for. Like you're going to die on the Ishtar Hill. Okay. But I, not me, man, that was, yeah. that was terrible, terrible <clears> film. <throat> All right. We have two categories left before, um, no, actually one category left before we get to best picture. This one's kind of unique. So when we were talking about putting this list together, uh, we wanted to celebrate first time watches from last year. So what, what makes, I don't know, this, this whole podcast and relationship a lot of fun is even when we're not doing the show, I think you and I are very good about hey, just saw this film or just discovered this and you need to check it out. And we have a good idea of each other's tastes to the point where if we ever do an episode of, okay, you have to pick a movie out that is really going to annoy the other person, I think I could really pick some stuff out that you will just absolutely not like. And I I think you can do the same for me as well. I could pick Green Knight. (laughs) I liked Green, not to the extent that you liked it, but... um, so this one, I think we're going to end up having uh, two winners. I, I don't know. But um, we had different first-time watches last year. But I really thought it would be kind of fun to talk about, hey, of of the movies we watched, what were five that kind of surprised you? And then of the first-time watches last year, what was the best one? So, Brad, what are your nominations for favorite first-time watch in 2021? Okay. Um, again, no in no particular order, I have – Love and Monsters, Heaven's Gate, Brigsby Bear, Brainstorm, and Blowout. Wow. That's a great list. I, I keep forgetting that uh, Brainstorm and Blowout you had not seen until we did the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've been going back and watching a little bit more De Palma. Like he is the one kind of auteur director from the seventies that I'm still a little light on. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to correct that. Um, it's a slow move through it, but, um, I would give my award. Okay. For favorite first time watch to a film. I've already talked about numerous times. I'm giving it to Brigsby bear. Holy cow. Okay. So out of all the films, that was the one that, um, and even over heaven's gate too. Cause I know we talked about heaven's gate for weeks yeah. after we talked about that. Yeah. And, and the kind of the epicness of heaven's gates really um, made it stick with me and, and definitely the visual side of it as well. But I feel like Brigsby bear is like a once in a, you know, 10 year movie for me. Wow. Okay. I'm happy. Love and monsters made your list. Now Cameron and I had saw it in the theater when it played and that was a film that I wanted to talk about um, when we were, we were doing it back in February, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, really that, happy. That, you all, that was all for you. I mean, love and monsters was your discovery and I'm, I'm so glad I saw it and enjoyed it and have watched it since uh, we've done it. And it's, a gr- it's just a fantastic movie and I don't want to 
kind of skip over the fact that I love Love and Monsters so much. And it's a near perfect movie. Um, but just kind of the profoundness of, of Brigsby Bear really spoke to me. So that's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to give it to that. Okay. Well, my nominations for favorite first time watch last year, I have Showgirls, Brigsby Bear, The Beast, which is the first movie we reviewed in 2021. Heaven's Gate and Treasure Planet, which was not a first time watch for you, but it was a first time watch for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I look at this list of films, this is really why I like surrounding myself with you and people like Sammy, Jose, John. I mean, everybody, you know, it's come on the, to the show. Showgirls is a great example of something I would have never in a million years on my own, if we were not doing the podcast, sat down to watch but I was really surprised at how much I got out of that. And that's also one of my favorite episodes to go back and re-listen to. Jose was fantastic on it, but how much we drew out of that um, was, it just, it boggles my mind how much we got out of that show. And The Beast, uh, I know, was how we kicked off the year. And it was um, a DVD that had been sitting in my two-watch pile for like five years. So uh, it, it really shocked me. My favorite first time watch, I guess we're going to have one winner in this category. It's Brigsby Bear as well. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know. Big thank you, Randy. This is one of those that, man, if if there was ever a movie you could point to and say, Randy now has street credit for every recommendation. He's always really good about stuff. Uh, but man, that one, I'm, I'm so glad. I mean, I knew it was something special when he just flat out said, if you guys don't buy this right now, I'm buying it for you and you have to watch it. Yeah. And how many people have texted you to tell you they've bought it since we've done that episode? It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. And and I feel good for the movie and at least people are experiencing it. Um, it's a special movie and I, it'd be one of those movies where if, if someone came back to me and said, you know what? I don't really like Brisbee bear. I would think this person might be dead inside. <laughs> you shouldn't trust them. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it, like I said, man, it's like a once in a 10 year movie for me. It is something that has stuck with me so much. And I think about it and I think about it. And I'm like, if, if push comes to shove, would I put Brisbee bear in my top, like 50 favorite films of all time. And I might, like it'd be close. <laughs> I think so too. I, I think it's in there. If, if we were talking about the pantheon of films, it would definitely have to be in that discussion. And and the other thing I think I like about that one is it wasn't that people gave us feedback and was, and just told us, thank you. Right. For talking about that film and, and kind of keying me in on it. But it was amazing to even see in social media of some of the people that we follow how they were pushing that on their friends and tagging their friends about it. And it, and it wasn't even just sharing our post. It would be somebody who posted, you know, the DVD cover or something or, or Blu-ray cover and said, you know, Hey, John, Mary, everybody, you need to watch this film. There was no reference to us, but we saw a lot of people kind of going out and sharing that experience. And, and to me, this is why you go to the films. Uh, you, you see a, a new original story and it has a unique voice and it moves you in some way. I mean, that, yeah. that film really moved me. Yeah. Like name another movie like Brigsby bear. I can't, 
Yeah, exactly. And, and that was, <laughs> that's what came down to me for like love and monsters. Yes. It's, it's unique. There are films like that movie. It's one of the better ones of those brings me bear is completely unique and I haven't seen anything like it. And I haven't seen anything like it since. And we probably won't see anything like it again. Yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a great film. It really is. Well, we now have the, the last category, the coveted category. And I got to be honest with you. This was tough for me. I don't know if it was tough for you. It was very tough. Yeah. So we are now at the last category of best picture. Brad, what are your nominations for best picture of 2021 from not a bomb podcast? Uh, it goes big trouble in little China. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I'm familiar uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, love and monsters. Brigsby bear solo, a star Wars story and the blob 1988. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm so happy to see a lot of love for solo Star Wars story in your list. I mean, it showed up twice. Yep. And I, I love that movie, man. Yeah, it's it's so good. Okay. My five nominations for best picture. Love and Monsters. The Outlaws. Big Trouble in Little China. Heaven's Gate and Brigsby Bear. Brad, I can't wait to hear what you picked for best picture of 2021. Can you announce your winner, please? I can. It goes by the name of big trouble in little China. Wow. Why that one? Because it's a perfect film, Troy. <laughs> well, Brad, I'm, I am happy to also say that my pick for best picture of 2021 is big trouble in little China. Yay. <laughs> I knew, I knew it. Uh, I mean, it's almost unfair. Maybe it is. Trouble in Little China is a 10 out of 10, a 12 out of 10, if you really want to put it that way. Um, perfect film. It is. I love it. We did that episode back um, for, was our 50th? Yeah. And we're now on 84, was one we recorded last night. I've watched it twice since then, just because like when I'm kind of in a little bit of a funk, like Kurt Russell just cheers me up. It's a great movie and it just goes and it's fun and it's he's a goof and oh it's so great it's just so good and the music oh i'm not saying anything we haven't said before but big trouble in little china is a perfect film i can't agree with you more i'm it's in the top 10 films of all time it's it's definitely in the top five movies of all time for me uh i own everything big trouble in little china i mean if, if i probably have bought that blu-ray i don't know how many times I mean, they can just change anything on the cover of it, and I'm going to go out there and buy it. So I have, you know, just wait till it comes out on 4K. <laughs> yep, I'll buy every super special new edition of that. Uh, you, you nailed it. I, I think everything about the film, between the performances, the cinematography, uh, the script, I mean, everything that you would grade a film on, it gets an A. There is nothing, not one thing about that film that um, is bad. It, it does it all so pitch perfect. And what I love about it is given how old it is, it still seems more original and refreshing than anything that comes out today. Uh, and, and of, of all the films, I'm, I'm also one that 
I never get upset about remakes or sequels or anything of that nature. But of all the films that I can think of, that's the one that I hope they never touch because there's nothing you can do um, to enhance that experience. It is just absolutely perfect through and through. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So viewers choice award. Oh boy. I can't, <clears throat> I can't even guess what would be. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause um, I, the amount of feedback we get on some episodes, some episodes, I think, a lot of people have heard this film. They're not going to want to talk about it again. And then we get a lot of feedback on it and other things that I think are going to be huge discoveries and crickets. So I'm super curious what the numbers have to say. This is, this is just based on number of downloads. Now there are streams and all that stuff. So I don't have everything kind of compiled, but for most downloaded episode in 2021, we have the Christopher Lambert. Highlander. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Highlander. Highlander is, is the most downloaded episode. Oh yes. Okay, that's that boggles my mind. <laughs> I, I know, I know, right? I know, I know. That is so crazy. Okay. Not this in Square Garden. Oh boy, here we go. It's your voice. It's everybody it, wants I, it. You know what? I was thinking about that today when I was putting that together. I'm like. God, there's going to be people that just download that and then hear me do that. And they're going to like, who is this buffoon? And why is he doing this voice? If that's the only episode, well, it's better than uh, my, my Lars. uh, No, it wasn't Lars Van Trier's. um, (laughs) If you have a, if you have a Lars Van Trier uh, impression, please let me hear it now. No, I practiced for um, Port of Call, uh, the bad Lieutenant um, for that intro um forever and i cannot think of the director uh for anything um i'm is that it it no, was Werner herzog or herzog yes 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 uh so we've you know hey 2021 we did our fair share of impressions um, some better than others actually all of them bad all my, of them bad like chris let's just say my christopher lambert like gets very very close to try up the, the insult uh dog so you know it's all right it <laughs> okay. is what it is um, but yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll take a moment here and thank everyone for a great 2021. Um, Troy and I started this podcast because I wanted an excuse to talk to Troy every week, um, and sort of find my love for movies again, you know, things have been flow all the time. And I was a little bit like not watching movies as much as I wanted to. And having this um, kind of gives me a reason to jump back into it um, whole hog and an excuse to talk to you. And, you know, I have met Sammy again, <laughs> Sammy and I met a long time ago and we met again, essentially and Jose and Randy again and Josh and all these people and people that follow us and interact with us. It's, uh, it's really nice to, um, just have a community. I don't care how big it is. Uh, you know, I much rather have a smaller circle that it's much closer than a huge circle that, you know, is, is what it is. Um, it's way bigger 20, than I've ever imagined. Yeah. The, yeah, the fact that it's was, so many was, countries is crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, 2021 was a huge year for us with the podcast. I am still blown away. Um, you know, people always talk about if you have X amount of downloads, you're in this percentage. And I'm like, that's insane. Um, but anyway, 
thank you everyone for listening um, and enjoying our show. Uh, Troy and I are going to keep doing it for the foreseeable future. Um, we make it a priority every week to get together and talk. And it's kind of one of my highlights of the week, just to, just to talk to you and talk movies. And it's nice to have that at least one movie where I'm like, I know I have to watch this one. Cause everything else is like, well, what am I going to watch now? Cause I, I have this paralysis problem. Yeah. You'd feel after, you know, 84 ish episodes at some point it would feel like work and it doesn't, it's just a ton of fun to jump on and talk. And I, I also want to do a couple of uh, special thank yous um, specifically to our guests that came on the show in 2021. I want to start with Josh, Jenny Lou, and Eric from the VHS Files podcast. Uh, they've been on the show and they provide some great conversation. And please check out their podcast as well. It's a lot of fun. Zoe from the Back Look Cinema podcast. Uh, he came on and was just a pure delight to talk to. And again, it's another show. Please go and check out and listen. Um, it's it's a great premise. And there's a lot of great content. We had a chance. Um, to do a podcast <laughs> with a host in another country, and that's James from the Iron Sequel podcast. So last year he invited us on, and we got to talk about a sequel that bombed, The Chronicles of Riddick. And uh, we hope to have James on uh, here rather shortly, but uh, that was another great conversation. Of course, Sammy from the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema podcast. Sammy's been on a ton of episodes um, he's going to be joining us on a regular basis when he can, but, um, I, I mean, what can you say? The gentleman's guide to midnight cinema, what Sammy will Todd, those guys have done is they've pretty much built up a Pantheon podcast. And I think a lot of people, I, I mean, I can just name at least 10 people that started a podcast because they listened to Will and Sammy. That's how influential they are. And we are just blessed anytime that Sammy lends his time to come over and talk movies with us. Absolutely. I, yep. Agreed. Yeah. I also want to do a quick shout out to Nathan. Um, he's been on the show a few times and he does a lot for us behind the scenes too. And is probably going to continue doing that. Um, he's uh, the unsung hero. I think of our podcast and does a lot of things for us. And, and what I love about Nathan is he's the first to raise his hand and go, Hey, can I help with this? Absolutely. Yep. Um, Brett, congratulations on the new baby. Um, I hope when things calm down a little bit, you can join us, but we had him on one episode last year and I can't wait to get him on again. Uh, John, of course, John is, uh, I, I mean, at any point in time, we have a comic book, um, film. I think John is on because he gives us a whole history lesson and, uh, he's one of the best partners we have. Uh, Jose, I mean, what can you say about Jose? Jose is a walking encyclopedia of film facts. And that guy is such a pleasure. He's, he's one of the nicest people you could ever know. And I'm, I'm just telling you people seek him out on social media. He's a, he's a blast to follow. Um, but there is nobody with a, a kinder heart and, um, with a better sense of humor than Jose. I want to send a big shout out to Randy. Randy is um, another unsung hero. So not only did he introduce us to movies like Brigsby Bear, but he is constantly feeding us recommendations and constantly feeding us um, all of these ideas for the podcast. And he's been a huge cheerleader for it as well. And I can't thank him enough. Uh, and lastly, two guests that have been on. Um, and, and I've said this, you know, 
the reason why I do this podcast is to talk with you. Um, this saves us a lot of text messages going back and <laughs> forth. <laughs> so um, before the podcast, we we spent a lot of time just talking films off the cuff, and we still do throughout the day. Um, but the other reason why I do it is I do feel like at some point it is going to be a little bit of an audio journal for my kids to go back and listen to. And I couldn't be more proud to have uh, both Angel and Cameron participate on a few episodes. Um, the the best picture winner, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Cameron was on. Um, the reason why we did Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is because Angel, I think, was on both you and I every day <laughs> for like the last year to make sure that we talked about it. So um, big thank you, Angel Cameron. Love you to death. And uh, can't wait to have you on a few more episodes. And, and what you said, Brad, a, a huge, big thank you to all the listeners that send in feedback and suggestions for future episodes. We're looking forward to, to more of your suggestions in 2022. And, um, you know, please participate in the conversation. That's what we love to hear. Yeah, I, I second all that. Um, you know, if we keep doing this for 10 years or so, my kids will be old enough to, uh, that'll be, that'll be something. I can't um, wait to get Max on. I'm just letting yeah. you know right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's go back over the categories and the winners one last time. So the best actress award went to Scarlett Johansson for under the skin. Best actor goes to Kyle Mooney for Brigsby bear best action scene or sequence goes to the factory fight in dragons forever. Worst film of the year obviously goes to Ishtar um, favorite. First time Troy and I had the same. It was Brigsby bear in the best picture of 2021. Not a bomb is big trouble in little China. What a year, man. It was a great year. Um, you know, we had some stinkers. Uh, Ishtar is one of my least favorite films of all time. Yeah. I'm with um, you. Supernova is up there too. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, uh, we saw way more good stuff. I got to experience a lot of things that uh, kind of are going to, I know are going to stay with me. Uh, the movie we talked about last night, Riders of Justice, which by the time you hear this will already be out, but Riders of Justice is another one of those where it's going to stick with you. Um, and we've got a lot of stuff lined up that I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah, man, we'll just keep it going. Yeah. Um, Brad, if they want to send suggestions for 2022, how do they get a hold of us? Yeah, that is not a bomb pot at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also head over to notabombpodcast.com um, and you can see all the shows we've done. And then you can also hit the contact us button to leave a suggestion there. Um, we ran some contests. Um, so, you know, look out for those every once in a while. Troy and I like to give back. Um, so we gave out a copy of Brigsby Bear and Raging Fire. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So follow us on social media and you'll uh, get a heads up when we're doing contests. Absolutely. So the other thing uh, we would love to hear from you is what if you if you've listened uh, for the entire 2021 season, what films did you consider to be the best picture? Maybe your favorite first time watch. Send in your list. We're we're really curious if you agree with us or if you think we missed something in terms of a performance or action sequence. But we would love to hear your list of all the films that we talked about last year and which ones were your favorite. So, Brad, usually the Academy Awards go on for like four or five hours. 
I think we got it like right at an hour. We got it right there at an hour. That makes really, that makes our award award show probably the best out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we'll have the winners come up and give a speech, but unfortunately Scarlett Johansson cannot be here tonight. So yes. Uh, unfortunately they're all filming something right now. So yeah. Well, listen, folks, it has been a great year. 2021 was a lot of fun. 2022 is going to be even better. And I cannot wait to talk about all the films that we have lined up. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you at the movies. Don't lose your head. (laughs) 